Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cadle, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Zach Pierce. I'm the pastor of Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder. Zach, my state is on fire. Hey, me too! On fire. You too? Yeah, we get the old pink sunsets and the red suns at the end of the day. It's really cool. It's too bad we're not discussing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It just feels like it would be more appropriate. I was driving. We drove through your old stomping grounds in Bakersfield. Mm. Uh, Chris described it as a hellscape uh, (laughs) because it was over 100 degrees and the air was like hazy from smoke and it was like unhealthy air quality. It has nothing to do with the fires. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was incredible. Just, you got some beautiful shots of uh, the oil derricks, you know. It's really and then our, And then our kids ask us, like, how they work. And Chris is like, I, I don't actually know. Like, <laughs> but they're, I know what they look like. Oh, incredible. Just driving through the hellscape that is California. But you got to stop at Moo Creamery, so that was good. We did. We stopped at the Moo Creamery. We yeah, ate ice outside. Cream, a flight of ice cream. We, we we dined in a restaurant, something I thought I would never do oh. uh, during, the, during the pandemic. But we were outside, like, mm-hmm. socially. It was well set up, uh, and and we just, we needed some food. And so we, we stopped at the Moo. Moo Creamery is the place to stop. If you're only <laughs> going to eat one meal in the Central Valley of California, that's the place you, uh, you got to go. Uh, we got so many fries, we're still eating them. Uh, <laughs> and we got a flight of ice cream. It's great, incredible. You were uh, you were camping. We're you're ca- sequoias, right? Sequoia is our is is our local park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably Joshua Tree might be closer, but uh, it's in the desert, and Chris doesn't like that. So it's real sequoia. hot this time of year, <laughs> right? I sequoia. believe uh, well, Death Valley so... literally recorded the highest temperature ever recorded on Earth this week. <laughs> so uh, true, uh, we weren't quite that hot, but. Uh, our first camp, our first campsite, we, we used an app called Hip Camp, which is like Airbnb for camping. Mm-hmm. And we ended up camping like uh, in these people's like backyard. <laughs> but they had like a farm and everything. So they were like roosters that woke us up. It was crazy. But I told them when we were coming, I was like, I think we'll run about six o'clock uh, in the evening. And they said, um, just so you know, it's 6 p.m. It should be about 106 degrees. So make sure that you bring <laughs> some cold drinks and... I was like, oh my gosh. So we looked at the forecast and it was indeed, uh, at midnight, it was 100 Where degrees. Where was this? So this was like in the, like like before you head into the mountains. So this would have okay. been outside by sailing. Yeah, so in we're the still valley. Kind of in the okay. central, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're in the central valley, but like really close. Like we're close to- But very to far entrance, away also. You know, so yeah. Um, it was much it was much cooler in the mountains, but still like kind of humid, like it was it's hot. We have, we've had a cool mm-hmm. summer and now it's, it's hot. So we were in Sequoia, home of the big trees. Uh, it's Our pitch for Sequoia is that it has a lot of the things that Yosemite has, but much fewer people. Mm-hmm. It's much like more chill. It's an <laughs> so important part. We, we go there a lot. One day we'll go to Yosemite and we'll do it right. But like it's a much, it's a little bit closer. You know, it's easier to just get up there for yeah. a few days. And, yeah. Matt, I have a, uh, what's the app called? Hip Camp? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. I have a Hip Camp story. We haven't recorded, we haven't seen each other in two weeks, and I don't think I've gotten to tell you this story. Uh, we went camping recently. Yeah. Uh, I completed my truck project, right? Uh, I got the tent extension. I built the platform. 
I got a I got a, a futon mattress for the back of the truck. I was very excited about all this. But we went camping with some friends, and it was their first time camping, like, ever. So I was excited. We get to, like, you know, welcome people into this new experience. And they were a little more anxious than we were about the experience. And so uh, they wanted to go to the Sand Dunes, uh, which is one of three national parks in, in the state of Colorado. One of two that you can really drive to uh, easily. Uh, and it's like Sequoia, you know. Uh, you go to Rocky Mountain if you like people from Nebraska and want to be around them because that's where they are. They're all there. Uh, sand dunes way more chill. Middle of August uh, is pretty hot. Uh, sand dunes is like the beach <laughs> yeah. without any of the good parts without of the beach. <laughs> yeah, right. You get it's really hot. You get really dirty. You get sand everywhere, uh, and that's it. Like the story is not like. And then you get in the water, and there's an ice cream stand. No, there are no like services, and it's just incredibly hot. Um, but they the, the trip kind of came together at the last minute, and. And uh, the campground was full at the national park. They, they fill up pretty quickly, you know. Uh, so, so they used Hip Camp and selected this uh, camp. And Hannah told me about it. Uh, it sounded a little KOA-ish, you know. Like, it's on a farm, but they've got, like, a communal grilling area. Uh, and there's a pond you can, like, swim in and, like, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I've done KOA before. That's, that's fine. I, uh, I need to brag just a little bit, Matt, uh, that Friday before we left, I got air conditioning. It's literally 100 degrees outside right now, but inside, I'm, I have a blanket, Matt, that you can't see, our listeners can't see, uh, because it's very cold. Uh, but I got air conditioning. I'm, I'm really uh, leveling up with my bougie-ness now. And the guys installed it the Friday that we were to leave to go camping, uh, and they didn't finish installing until 6 o'clock. Uh, and so I couldn't get left till 6 o'clock, so we jump in the car, take off, uh, and the sand dunes are a good four hours from, from our house. Uh, and so we get into the area around 10 o'clock, a little after 10 o'clock, and it's just pitch black. Uh, in Colorado's version of the, of, the, of the San Joaquin, it's the San Luis Valley. It's this massive interior valley that is just as dry. Uh, it's all that agricultural stuff. It's home to the only green cemetery, Crestone, the green cemetery in Colorado is out there with a pyre. Uh, there's an alien museum. It's an interesting place, uh, but pitch black just because there's nothing out there. And we're driving around these dirt roads, and all we have is this address. And it, Hannah eventually is like, okay, this is it. And I stop, and there's this road, and it has one sign on it, and it says, no trespassing private property. And so I say to Hannah, no. <laughs> I'm not driving any further <laughs> unless you can talk to our friends and make sure and confirm that this is where we're supposed to go because I don't want us all to die tonight. Uh, <laughs> and so we sit there for a good 30 minutes until we eventually get a hold of our friends who are like, yes, that's the way to go. Just be sure you drop kind of between the greenhouse and the trash pile, uh, which should have been a, a, a warning sign. Uh, but we get there. We get parked next to them. I get set up in the middle of the night. We make it happen. We finally get to sleep. And in the morning, Matt, I wake up. And uh, there is no uh, communal grilling station, Matt. There's no running water. Uh, there's no pond for swimming. Um, but there is uh, a guy with dreads and face tattoos. Uh, there is a fly-infested uh, porta potty. And there is a uh, mid-sized uh, cannabis farm, Matt. 
<laughs> there are no tables. Like, you know, most like campsites, like federal, the ones we pay taxes for, come with like a, a picnic yeah. table if you're going to car camp. Nah. Uh, a very rudimentary fire circle. And we are in the middle of the desert. And so, Matt, that's what I thought 36 would be like. I thought I'd spend 36 sleeping in the back of my truck with my four-year-old daughter in the middle of the desert on a weed farm. Uh, <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by Hip Camp. It can provide to you a wide range of, of experiences. Incredible. <laughs> we had a good Did time. Did you leave a review? It was hot. No. <laughs> I, was, I don't want anybody coming after me. It was so summertime camping you know mm-hmm. go for it listeners you go never know what will happen well cool we both uh, went camping and mm-hmm. now we're back at it we're back at it and by back at it I do have an actual rant I'd forgotten about that story didn't plan on telling it have an actual rant that I want to tell on the podcast today because back at it we're recording on Monday August 24th which is the first day of class at the University of Colorado Boulder in person and it's just become increasingly clear to me Matt uh, this is a real bad idea. Uh, I went on Saturday night, about 10 o'clock, I drove around the neighborhood called The Hill, uh, where all the house parties and stuff usually are. And uh, I've seen it worse than it was Saturday night. Uh, but I'll also, like, mention that it's home to, like, riots every five years or so. So, like, worse is, is pretty bad. Uh, but it wasn't good, Matt. Uh, this is not going to go well. And I'm actually working on a, a statement that I hope with some people that I hope will be able to get out in ways that affect change. Um, but I got, I had the bee that is in my bonnet, Matt, is that how this is going to play out is college administrators, as we're seeing around the country, have come up with these plans, have invited students back to campus, and guess what? Students are making poor choices because they have underdeveloped frontal lobes. And then the administrators are like... The kids are just not behaving. They're not strictly following these guidelines, and we're going to have to to close classes. And that's why staff are getting sick and that people are dying. It's because students can't get it together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt, that's not how this works, right? Like, (laughs) you put a plan together that can be taken apart by 18-year-olds acting like 18-year-olds. You're responsible for that, right? Like, it's on you. You don't get to, like, you developed a plan with an obvious outcome and a built-in scapegoat. Congratulations. Uh, that's immoral. Uh, and the people who are going to pay the price for it right are the staff. Uh, older people are more likely to be susceptible to, to coronavirus, uh, disproportionately people of color. Um, so uh, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, more campuses around the country will have abandoned in-person learning. Uh, but this is clearly yeah. not good. Not not good at all. USC still online. They did do a like an online involvement fair. That was some complex Zoom thing that I did not participate in. <laughs> well, like, you're missing out, Matt. I did three different buff meetups, which yeah. were one hour Zoom windows when freshmen could sign up to learn about your organization. And they I talked. I talked to one student over three hours of Zoom time. Um, <laughs> I just left. I left early to do this, uh, do the podcast, Matt. Mm, uh, the okay. Unity Fair was going on, which was supposed to be like a Zoom, a different sort it's of Zoom involvement. Fair. That's great. Uh, yeah. And and that was really weird. They had a DJ, and we were all like in our windows, and then he just played music. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there was like I, I don't know what we were supposed to be doing. Like who in the the Zoom were attendees and who were like tabler. It, it was very. The big one's coming up on Wednesday, Matt. I'll let you know next week exactly how terrible my time as a Zoom involvement fair goes. Sounds good. Sounds good. No, it doesn't. It sounds awful, but it's my job. <laughs> and we're going to do it. We've got we've got our, our bread and belonging face mask. We nice. Got, we got new stickers. We have succulents. They're all going to go in uh, gift bags that we're going to give away. Tomorrow night, we're giving away empanadas. We're doing a grab-and-go dinner kind of thing. Uh, nice. And then free ice cream on Thursday, and that'll be our way to get rid of stuff. So <laughs> Sweet. Yep, it's great. Just doing life-changing ministry out here, man. Award-winning, life-changing ministry. Just winning souls for Christ. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm killing democracy, though. That was good. <laughs> killing democracy. I mean, I, I, I phone banked on Saturday, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was which was good. A good use of my time, I feel like. It was like being able to do student involvement fair because we were calling uh, folks who have not voted in a couple cycles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so a lot of what we were doing was just cleaning up like their, their records and stuff. So just wrong number after wrong number. Uh, so like I did two hours and I probably made like 40 phone calls or you know the equivalent of that because they use this like it's really cool like it's just like it's how telemarketing works I guess you know like it would just like throw phone calls at you and most of the time they were wrong numbers or disconnected or whatever uh, but probably like four or five like real conversations that, yeah. was, that was cool um, but then well the rest done. of the time was just rejection well done, sir. Only got one well person done. who out of hand was like, no, I'm not interested in you because I support the other candidate. How do you think How do you think it's going to go in North Carolina? What's your assessment? Yeah, I volunteered in North Carolina because the polling is pretty even in North Carolina, which has been strange to see here in Colorado, which was very purple in 2012. Um, yeah. Like, I saw President Obama multiple times. He, like, he came to campus in Boulder multiple times in 2012 Hillary never came in 2016 um, and I don't think Biden's coming I don't expect him I mean I don't think he would come it's, if because it's blue or red it's, what is it's it getting now? bluer and bluer yeah bluer bluer yeah so that it's uh, I think on 538 like 85% chance of yeah. that's not what the polling is but of of a, of a Biden victory sure sure so, but North Carolina, Carolina is, neck and neck. All right. All the polls are within the margin of error, and they go swing both ways by a point or two. And I just don't want to feel, Matt, like I felt. I don't want to feel on November 4th like, man, I really should have done more. Because <laughs> right. I've felt that way in the past, and that, that's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, well, good for you. <laughs> good for me. Lots of callers did call me ma'am, uh, which is interesting. <laughs> it's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there it is, ma'am. There it is. There it is. Well, so we hear a word from the Lord. I need a word from the Lord. A good, well, uplifting, positive 
words in the lore. Before we do, Zach, so I, I've got a, I know we like to talk about current events. Mm-hmm. So I've got a current event that fits this text, I think, because this text oh, is full of a lot nice. of instructions. It does. Right? It's very, it's very instructive. Instructions that you're supposed Prescriptive. to follow. So, <laughs> yeah. so I just saw today, uh, somebody posted this, uh, that in Detroit, this is the headline, invalid baptism of Dearborn priest results in invalid sacraments. Uh, Have you seen I, this already? I mean, I've, I've, I saw the headline somewhere, but I mean, that, that old story, I've heard that so many, many so times. This, this guy was, was like, he's been a priest for a couple years, uh, but when he was originally baptized, probably as a baby, he, the, the deacon used the words, we baptize, instead of I baptize. <laughs> I know, rookie mistake. That, I, I know. Mean, yeah, we do not baptize. But because he said we baptize, baptism completely invalid, which also means domino effect, all of the sacraments that this man was never a priest. He was never really a priest. No. So all of the sacraments that he performed, also invalid. So they have to reach out to all the people that he married because it's a sacrament. <laughs> and they, you know, like all these... Because they're all invalid. It's all been invalidated. You got to get the IRS involved on this. The tax implications for this are huge. It's incredible. It's incredible. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Next time you receive a sacrament, you really grill that priest or pastor first to make sure they're. Are you really? Because anybody can order those those shirts on the internet if they got sixty five dollars in bad taste. I was a little like I was, I was curious. Like my first reaction is like this is ridiculous, uh, but then I'm like, what is the real motivation behind this for the for the Catholic? Church? How is like, this uncovered? Well, <laughs> apparently, there was a video of him being baptized. That's like uh, this is crazy. This is like <laughs> that's like an old VHS, <laughs> right? Oh man! Laser disc. Uh, so, so yes, yeah, so he had some video, I guess, uh, because they would have just given him the benefit of the doubt, like, well, yeah. we, you know, but he had a video, so there was there was a smoking hey, gun. That's that's going to connect to the gospel reading. You <laughs> confront <laughs> the church with evidence. Bring your VHS tape. A... Bring Bob Saget with you. Smoking Tom gun, smoking thurible, however you want to. <laughs> there it was. Uh, but he was baptized, and then this is crazy. So uh, he was invalidly baptized as an infant by Deacon Mark Springer, who improperly used we baptized rather than I baptized to confer the sacrament from 1986 to 1999, which means this man also has like invalid, invalid a lot of invalid Christians. Of people. Yeah. And so they're really like, this is a real problem. I don't know why, like, why? So, that, so then my question is like, why is the roman catholic church not just like okay like in the future use i but we're just gonna blanket like this is it's grace right we'll just god's grace we'll it's cover first this. person in the future we're gonna issue you a warning in the future please use i that's what we're doing right but like grace we're not gonna make you like call people and then have to like what why like what's the motivation is it really like like what is the motivation I don't know. I'm jealous, man. I wish anybody <laughs> cared enough about my ministry to find a VHS from 1986 
even if it would undermine my ministry, like love me, love can take multiple forms as we're about to see. <laughs> as we're about to see. So here's uh, the instruction. And are you I watching, um, <laughs> are you watching love, Lovecraft country? Yeah, but I haven't seen episode two. Okay. Yet. Okay. Episode two kind of ties into legalism here. So, yeah. so get oh ready. Gosh. Episode one. I just, I loved it. It was like, it was good. Supernatural. This show, it's like, I don't know what's scarier, the the racism or the like hor- ridiculous horror. Like I'm like like I'm on pins and needles. No matter which which thing it is, I know, it's right? Like, it's great, and it's, it's both. Just, it's, um, it's incredible. It's both. It feels and like then, uh, it's uh, it's what's his face, uh, Jordan Jordan Peele, right? Yeah, and I think I he's he's a producer, but somebody else wrote the novel yeah, like beforehand, not, yeah. like years ago. Uh, yeah, and love the the batshit crazy opening sequence. That's like this dream sequence where like Jackie Robinson shows up. So it's just it's nuts. It's it's just it's out of this world. It gets so much I'm more uh, not so crazy in the second episode. <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> Matt. Also, uh, TV corner. Since we're here on TV corner, is this the an island. Of TV corner? I think it is. <laughs> what Sorry, what do you think the the theme show music should be for team, th- TV corner for the mini app? I think it should be like um, the beginning of Step by Step, right? Like, uh, or everywhere you look. Is that Family Matters? I guess. Everywhere uh, you look. Ba-ba-doom. Welcome to another edition of TV Corner. On this one, we're talking about the ending of Warrior Nun. So, spoiler alert, if you're planning on watching it, I'm going to spoil some things for you here. Matt, uh, since we last potted, I finished Warrior Nun. And I finished it at about 11.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And it so blew my mind that I thought the appropriate thing for me to do would be to text Adam White, who's in Central Time, at 12.30 a.m., to express my disbelief with what happened uh right like it's all insane the jump there are like some jumps that are that are hard to make and you have to put the pieces together but here's the thing matt that i still cannot get over and this is going to ruin it for you the last episode of the first season which is the only filmed season of warrior nun ends at the apex of the big battle that they've been building to matt at the apex yeah no, there's no conclusion. Like, you don't know which way this battle has gone. And that is the ballsiest move I could possibly imagine out of a show like this. The presumption that you're getting a second season to work this out is insane, Matt. It's insane. You made a really bad show. I love it. I'm here for all of it. Not only did you deny, like, the viewers any sort of satisfaction from this whole season, you left it hanging, and there's no guarantee you get a second season. You so believed in this product that you're like, nah, Netflix is going to want more of this. I pray they do, Matt. I pray they do. But in the meantime, we're just... I mean, it's the most insane, like, I can't, it was the most unbelievable ending to a show I've ever experienced. That's how we should end uh, this podcast, would just be right at the apex of the good news. I mean, it's almost Gospel of Mark-ish, you know, like. (laughs) You should write a review of this show. (laughs) If I was in the seminary, I would put it in the seminary newspaper for sure I guess the door mm-hmm. you weren't there when Nick uh, Nick Nick uh, what's Nick's last name Slater 
uh, and I went back and forth uh, reviewing. Uh, oh gosh, it was a, like a Chicago-based uh, CBS drama, uh, kind of like a Chicago, like it was like Chicago Fire, but something like that. And uh, we were bored, and we thought. I don't remember our first year, the seminary newspaper was full of, like, very heated editorials about, like, the vagina monologues. Like, a uh, big fan of the program, Evan McClanahan, uh, always would, like, write the hottest takes he could, he could put on there. Former ELJ pastor. Um, but by senior year, it was just, like, a sheet of announcements. Uh, and Nick and I were, like, reminiscing about the old days when you, like, you wanted to read it because you wanted to say, like what kind of crazy thing were these people talking about? Uh, and so I wrote an impassioned review of, of this uh, crappy new CBS show that happened to be set in Chicago. And then we planned it out. Nick wrote a review of my review in the next edition. <laughs> and we insulted each other back and forth for like a month. It was, it was enjoyable. Amazing. That's where my TV criticism really first took off. That's the first time I, I committed it to to publication. Uh, thanks, bye. <laughs> thanks, bye. Good up. Good up. A Good TV up. corner. Good up. What we hear so, from fans is they want us to talk for about 30 minutes before we get to the text. Right. Fans. Time for the text. But I had a real connection there. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like the specificity mm-hmm. of the religious uh, rules in that article for relevant. Sure to this text where there are also some very specific rules. So I hope that the Passover is valid. Exodus 12, the Lord says to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It should be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the 10th of this month, they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, It shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat of it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted over the fire with its head and legs and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until morning. Anything that remains until morning, you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet. Moses, keep them on. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. 
Word of God, Word of Life. Is it? Um, <laughs> when I was reading this, Matt, uh, I didn't know where we were going. Uh, I was hurriedly not eating a lamb, but preparing for this episode. Uh, and until we got to the very end, I was like, oh, man, this is like the worst <laughs> Exodus reading. Oh, Passover. Right. OK, it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We skip so much to get to this. We skip all the plagues. Right. Uh, except for this one. <laughs> Frogs. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder uh, the specificity of instruction. I mean, initially I'm skeptical. I was skeptical of this sacramental invalidity. Uh, it also reminds me all this specificity. Uh, when I grew up, I was in I was in Cub Scouts for a little while. I was a Cub Scout, and I was in Weeblos. Cool. I was <laughs> Tiger Cubs for one meeting. <laughs> That's right, Tiger Cub. And uh, but I I eventually left, and this is the reason that I left. I'm sure I've told this story before, but there there's like a there's a part where they where you like line up and they do a uniform inspection because you got to have your patches. <laughs> in the right spots and I just at a certain point like I was an adolescent like I had to I was like fourth fifth grade probably and I was like this is stupid who cares what my patches are (laughs) I did not care about it at all like and I could not and I and I so didn't care about it that I quit (laughs) and I didn't come back because I just thought it was so dumb uh but and so there's clearly like I'm not wired uh for that right Mm -hmm. um but it does make me wonder, like, what it is for. And reading it this time, I was really struck by the blood. I was struck by the blood. Mm. And partly the reason I was struck by the blood is that we sing so many blood songs at my church. And initially I was super uncomfortable with them. And then uh, I got comfortable with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be- because, uh, first of all, they're super catchy, which is always a good reason for anything. Uh, like, they, they just move. They have good, like... They're good. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, they're really incarnational. And I feel like that was what my people reminded me of. Like, my my music director and, and one of my leaders were like, no, but but there was blood. <laughs> like, there, was, there was actual blood. Like, like yeah. he's a person. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess it's like, I. Yeah. there's a lot to wrestle with. I don't think it's like simple and, and smooth, but I think that's part of it, right? Like, you've got to be able to face You've got to be able to face the blood and to slow down and realize like, like even this horrible thing at the end where we're like, he's going to strike down every firstborn. Like this is not something we should be cheering, but, but it's almost like the ritual is supposed to remind you of that. Like, it's so gross that you're like, you have to be reminded of the reality of like what is happening. And you've got to, in order to pay attention to the detail of it, you have like the detail forces you to slow down enough to pay attention to what is happening. And so I just, I wonder if that's uh, a piece of it as we're waking up this morning and seeing what happened in Kenosha, that this man was shot seven times in the back. Um, This just continues to happen. And um, and I think like a text like this has something to say to that, right? A text with this much blood in it, with death in it, and with this call, I think, to slow down um, and notice uh, what is happening. So 
That's that's what I got. That's what I got right now. I like I don't it. Know where that leads, but that's what I got. Our our I don't know who our who we is here. Uh, other than I want to be really clear, we are not baptizing anyone. I am, um, but our our issues with uh, substitutional atonement, which are are real, you know, like I mean, those are justified. The substitutional atonement stuff, the idea that we were bad little boys and girls, and so Jesus had to die, really do, can become a stumbling block to a lot of, of of more helpful imagery around. Like that's really ruined blood, I think, as an image, a biblical image for for people, because there is a lot of stuff to it. It's not in the instructions, and so I have a question about it for any kosher expert and doing interfaith stuff on, on campus. Anytime we do anything, uh, we have to have a pretty thorough investigation of where the food's coming from, and I do lots of Googling to figure out what exactly is considered kosher. And one of the things that is typically pretty kosher is you have to drain the blood out of a, an animal before you can eat or cook it. You can't cook, like blood sausage is like the most super unkosher kind of thing and a part of it is out of a reverence for blood as kind of like life juice you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean it feels like we're almost bumping up against like some of our aversion to like to death stuff you know like mm-hmm. i mean and i'm not a blood per like i don't i'm not i'm sure. less a blood person i'm more of a not, not a needle per- like i don't like to watch that you know so you're not a phlebotomist you're not going into that no. uh, as your bivocational <laughs> ministry but there's like you need you need it right it's an important like thing and it it becomes this like reminder of our it seems to be upon reflection uh just it's just a reminder of our mortality that we do a lot to avoid anyway but i don't think it needs to to be that i don't think that's the fullness of what it is you know so there you go what do you what do you i was always terrified of this story matt and maybe you were too. We might be in the same boat here when I heard this in Sunday school. Because for some reason, like, we tell some real horrible ones in Sunday school. But I remember hearing this a lot. Because I'm the oldest son. <laughs> I'm firstborn son, man. Like, yeah, this is terrifying. Too. Like, mm-hmm. should we, like, do I need to make sure, like, my brother shouldn't be, probably wasn't that concerned about it. Um, like, it's horrific. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's really the really animals terrifying. have to suffer for this. This too. Mm-hmm. It's the Both first human beings and animals. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking looking for, uh, if only there was like a global pandemic, or not that global anymore, uh, a national epidemic. Uh, where uh, death and destruction seems to be as indiscriminate as it is here. Yeah, I mean, it does raise the question. Like, it is a hard, um, you know, love the Exodus story, but the the plagues are obviously, like, it's, it's hard to wrap it up in a neat bow. The theodicy of it is really challenging. And yet I do, like, there is something resonant um, with this idea of, like, like, we did the plagues a couple weeks ago because we left the lectionary insert sound effect here insert sound effect here but you know reading reading through those plagues i mean in some ways it's like like none of them are good but they're like i don't this is going to sound over the top but it's almost they're almost cartoony like at a certain point it's Mm -hmm. like frogs locusts right and it's like and then all of a sudden it's like death and it's like it's almost like dropping off a cliff right Mm -hmm. where it's like this is all of a sudden it's got this got really real but it's also like it's almost like how, shaving cream, 
frogs right. eat yeah. death. Yeah, it's, it's just like a giant foam party. It's really convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then there's like this stuff with like Pharaoh's heart just keeps being hardened. Like, but there's this question of like, well, what's it gonna take? Like, what is it gonna take for you to to change your mind? What's it gonna take for you to open your eyes? What it, what how much how much suffering is it going to take? Um, and I feel like that's true for, for both pandemics that are, that are dominating the news, right? Whether it's like um, race, systemic racism and police brutality, like what's mm-hmm. it going to take? Like how many yeah. is it going to take? And, and, it's, and, and, then, and then with the coronavirus, where it's like how much death is it going to take for us to like come up with, some, with a plan? Like how much is it going to take? And I don't know how to like, again, don't know how to wrap that up in a neat little bow with um, with the Odyssey, but there's something resonant about the the narrative and the way it flows. Yeah. Um, so. I like it, man. Uh, Jesus here uh, in Matthew is, is going to give it a, an attempt here. It's, it's not a fully satisfactory attempt, uh, which means it's probably a good response to the theodicy questions, because uh, any theodicy question that comes with an answer that's neatly wrapped is wrong, for sure. Uh, Matt, we are in Matthew 18, uh, and we are actually coming off, if you were to read right before this, you get the story about the lost sheep, uh, the one sheep that gets lost that the shepherd leaves behind the 99 to go find. And I think that's going to be important here in a second. Jesus said, if another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. And if a member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Take that VHS tape with you. Bring Bob Saget. Uh, But if the member refuses to listen to even them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, do not go to the International Space Station and ask for stuff. Not going to be able to do it. It's got to be earthbound stuff. Uh, It will be done for you by my father, who is in the International Space Station. Uh, For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am here. I'm there among them. Uh, Matt, parenting during the pandemic uh, met recently. Zelma and I had important questions to figure out. One of them was, how do you pee and poop in space? And so I watched multiple YouTube videos about how they do it on the International Space Station. Um, word of warning, watch, you- watch out for floaters. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Matt, this text uh, I think has the potential to be really good, but I also feel like it's a text that's really been misused a lot uh, and been an instrument for evil and pain in the world. Um, so I think that's important background to take into it here. Um, it, it it does a little more. Like, it's kind of prescriptive as well. Like, here's how you should do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was part of an organization on campus, the in the past uh, the the kind of like religious leaders group and this was our disciplinary like strat like according to our constitution and uh this did not always work man <laughs> like it was not like 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 this is great right but like if the member murdered someone we need to do something else right like there's <laughs> hey i just want to point out um 
It's murder. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Great. Uh, you've regained that one. Oh, okay. well, good. Good. What about that one that's dead? Um, it's not perfect all the time, and it, it can be used, you know, it can be a hammer. That said, Matt, there is some, like, here's the thing that I want to lift up. I think it's important. I'd never really done the connection with uh, the sheep parable. Uh, and my take on that sheep parable and the coin parable is not so much about like how much God loves the one, but how concerned God is with wholeness. Uh, and I think that can be a nice, a more helpful lens for reading this passage, um, that there are some practical steps, um, but that, that where I might turn it into to good news here is not that, that God puts even the system is in place not to ensure wholeness just for wholeness sake, uh, but a but a just wholeness that God is so committed to that if God has to settle for it in these little pockets of two or three, that's good enough. Uh, that's how committed to this kind of wholeness God is. So I think that's that was helpful for me this time through. There's a couple Greek notes that I think are, are, are fun and interesting. If the two of you agree, uh, it's uh, symphoneo, uh, like symphony. Hey. If you harmonize together is, is what the, if you can find some harmony with some other people, which is super cool, like a different and layered way to take it too, right? Especially as, you know, we're talking about me calling uh, people in a political campaign. And uh, it's not that they all think the same thing, right? But that if you can find ways to, to harmonize, uh, mm-hmm. together uh, that's what that's what we're going after and that's I mean that's finding people finding communities that can can do some harmony together uh, diverse communities that can do that that's how we get to the answers that are that are raised by the questions there in Exodus um, mm-hmm. that's not fully satisfactory but that's the you know like if, if you set up the question like what's it what's it going to take um, Matthew's answer is going to take two or three people um <laughs> Which on one hand is super empowering, right? On the other mm-hmm. hand, it's just not enough. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. The other blood connection I'll make, Matt, there is a blood connection here. Uh, I was intrigued by this phrase, uh, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. The Greek word there for evidence is stoma, which probably the best translation there is, is testimony, but it's like stomata, uh, which is mouth, right? In uh, stigmata, like we're getting, we'll get to stigmata pretty quickly down that road because it literally means like a gash in your face is what your mouth is. It's stoma, stoma, right? That's how I think about my mouth. Yeah. Um, and so stoma gets used that way as like a wound. Uh, and so we, we, we slide into that old, like uh, the etymology of blessing, of blessed is to bloody, right? To bless is to bloody. Um, and so the evidence that we're talking about here are. Our words, certainly, but there's also an, a sense in which it's the wounds are the evidence in a, in a pretty visceral way. Like, you know, the gash, your gashes are your, are your, your evidence. But if I'm going to turn into good news, I think I found some good news there. What's it going to take? Uh, we dug the hole and Jesus says the good news is only going to take two or three people, which is some hard good news, but, but probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my last little note. It's also worth, worth lifting up here. The assumed problem in the pursuit of justice here is that the people in power do not listen. That gets repeated. If the member listens to you, uh, then great. But if you're not listened to, if they don't hear you, if they don't hear you. Um, so I think that's an insightful thing, too. And another angle you can go with. Like the issue is like you need to hear the voices of, of the powerless, of the oppressed. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. God, good stuff. Boom. Finding new things in this passage. I was like, oh, this one. This one. Some new stuff. Well done. Good job by you. Bloodied. Done, sir. We're a little bloodied. What? (laughs) What are we listening to? Matt, I finished reading my uh, Laurel Canyon book. Yeah, uh, there's some blood in that one. There's some bloody. I didn't know about four on the floor. The four on the floor murders were new to me. Um, yeah. And really drove home how bad of an idea cocaine is. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're getting started yeah. in drugs, listener, avoid cocaine. It ruined Laurel Canyon. Yeah. Um, but harmonizing is important, Matt. And uh, I did the research. They're not an actual Laurel Canyon band, but they feel Laurel Canyon-y to me. And they recorded the album Father of the Bride in Los Angeles over in Silver Lake. Uh, so I'm putting Harmony Hall on the, uh, on the playlist this week by Vampire Weekend. Nice. And then the album came out like in a couple months ago now. Uh, but the Phoebe Bridgers album Punisher is so good. And I've really been getting into it. And I'm going to put a, a track that wasn't like released as a single. I'm going to put Halloween on there because it. Oh, man, I'm always surprised what I do for love. Some things I'd never expect. And then I think there's a Dodgers reference here. They killed a fan down by the stadium. He was only visiting. They beat him to death. And I think, it, you know, you got this. It's a good song. And uh, oh, I can uh, I can count on you to tell me the truth when you're you've been drinking and you're wearing a mask. Uh, you know, it feels resonant with that Exodus song. Uh, then Matt, I don't know if you saw Bright Eyes new album. It's been about ten years. Uh, Connor Obus did a did a whole album with Phoebe Bridgers called the Oblivion uh, Community Center. I think that's what it's called, huh. Oblivion Community Club. Uh, but the lead single off of their new album is called Persona Non Grata, uh, which uh, has some very Exodus, uh, Reign of Death uh, vibes. Good stuff. Good finds. How about you? Well, uh, unsurprisingly. Been enjoying the new Killers. Album. I stayed away. I wanted to give you full, oh, full reign. So, so good. Just enjoy. We listened to it on the way home from uh, Sequoia What's National Park. What's going on with Chris. the band, man? I, I read know. the They've article. Had some people. I mean, there are only two people in the band right now, right? There's three, but there were five before. Are they taking and, applications? Uh, they need a banjo. I've been playing a lot of guitar. I, I know. I could. Well, it was kind of funny because they were like, well, they haven't really officially left and we're hoping they might come back. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little bit weird, but... Uh, we Basically, they said, we're two or three are gathered, the killers are yeah, here. Ex- exactly, exactly. Uh, and, uh, well, we were listening to the album in the car uh, on the way home from Sequoia and Chris said, is this a, a new killer's album? Because it, <laughs> it's that good. It's a classic sound. They're not <laughs> breaking... A lot of new ground, but it is pretty like uh, it's, a, it's a barn burner. Like it's not like it's I, I think it's better than the last one. Uh, so I'm gonna throw on uh, Lightning Fields. She talks about mm. run my run my fastest, leave those sandals on, get ready to leave hurriedly. Oh, these Lightning Fields, which features the vocals of Katie Lang. Well Oof. done, killers. Katie well Lang, done. who uh, broke oh. at uh, the whiskey there. Uh, where many of the Laurel Canyon, when the, the new wave, where Fiona Apple and, and folks broke as well after uh, for Elton John broke and, and the Laurel Canyon people. I know all the clubs now. <laughs> all Troubadour. the clubs. All the clubs. And then uh, I'm going to throw a song from um, the National Parks. It's a great name for a band. Wish I'd thought of that. The National <laughs> Parks. 
Uh, they've got a song called As We Ran. As We Ran. So thinking about that. Eat it hurriedly. Keep your sandals on your feet. Mm. Uh, As We Ran by the National Parks. And then, because uh, this is kind of about a dinner here, uh, let's go Dinner and Diatribes by Hozier. Mm. One of the more recent songs by Hozier. Dinner and Diatribes. Very, very folk rock, uh, Western field today. You didn't want to put WAP on the playlist? I did not. <laughs> Did you see the Daily Show had like a country version of it? No, I need to it see so, it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. They had they had a country music star. Um, I can't remember what Taylor her name Swift. was, but no, it wasn't Taylor. But it was like it was it was she was for real, and she like sang this thing really earnestly, and it was incredible. And we never heard the song before because we're old people, but like <laughs> hearing this person sing it, we're like, okay, fantastic. I would pay for a Brandy Carlisle cover. <laughs> <laughs> the whole uh, the the high women that'd be great incredible oh my gosh well Matt uh, I think we covered it all I think we did it's been real real vinyl 